Connecting the dots, painting the bigger picture. They always have great conversation. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. That's me on guitar. <laughs> I lie a little. It is the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, and welcome to your Wednesday morning, June 29th. And uh, if all this news going on around the world, you know, I was just talking about President Biden has you clutching your wallet and hanging on for dear life, then you're not going to want to miss our next segment. Derek Kinney is the author of Good Money Revolution, How to Make More Money to uh, How to Make more money to do more good. He's also the CEO of Good Money Framework and the host of the very popular Good Money Podcast. And he's joining us now. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Liz. It is a pleasure to be with you today. I'm looking forward to this. Oh, great. I, I am too. And I was just reading a, an he article. He doesn't know you, does he? No, he doesn't. It's okay. Derek, do you know anything about me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I so. I hooked up to a lie detector test. I love your <laughs> intro music. I will say that. I okay. know that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's so great. To know to know me is to love me. You'll see. Um, so... <laughs> So let me tell you, I, I was reading this article um, that uh, is very interesting, the ticking time bomb that is headed for your small business and um, how to get ready for it. I, I was reading this and it's terrifying because I also own, my husband and I have a little breakfast cafe out here in the Myrtle Beach area and uh, it has us clutching our, our wallets and we always talked about here how the COVID pandemic picked winners and losers, essential and non-essential. Um, it favored the uh, restaurants with the drive-throughs. It favored the big box stores, and the small businesses were just screaming in pain. And you know what? We weren't as bad off as some of the other states in this, uh, you know, United States. I mean, South Carolina uh, wasn't locked down like the other states, but still, the pain was immense. I can't even imagine the other places. What do you make of that? Um, you know, what kind of advice would you give people that have small businesses trying to recover? And now, you know, we have all this inflation. Well, Liz, first of all, let me say it is a pleasure to be with you, Nick, this morning. But I really love to be on the air with other business owners. You know, there's there's lots of people talking today, but not a lot of people doing the walking about what they're talking about. And so you having some boots in the trenches, I think, is so important. And he, here's my biggest fear for your listeners right now, especially those business owners and entrepreneurs. Listen, we can't control what the government does. We've learned that. And, mm -hmm. and what the government has done is really set many businesses up for disaster. But what I just can't allow to happen, it's simply just not right for business owners not to have the tools right now. It's almost like an emergency pack of if things go uh, to hell in a handbasket, what do we do? And I want to give business owners right now some tips where they can stand out. And, and not that Amazon and not that Walmart are bad. It's just those are the companies that consumers go to when they need to save money and they need convenience. I don't blame them. I did the same thing during the pandemic. But one thing we learned is that so many small business owners, the backbone of this economy, can get crushed right now if they're not out front and really causing people to uh, bring attention to themselves. Mm, absolutely. Um, this is where customer service really shines, ad adapting really shines. And uh, there were so many people that, 
you know, never really focused on online ordering or or participating in those like delivery apps like DoorDash and Uber Eats and all that. And they, they were forced to do all that. Um, so we've learned a lot through the pandemic. How can we get through this foundation, this uh, inflation? Well, the first piece, obviously, is to a stay in business. I mean, you can't provide for your family. You can't make the difference in the community. You can't even contribute to the causes you care deeply about if you're not in business. And mm. I, I think this is a siren call for all business owners right now to say, look, don't just be in the reactive mode. How do we be in the proactive mode? And one of the best ways to do that is reach out to your top customers, your top clients right now, either with a phone call, call five a day, send out an email and say, look, we love working with you and we know that times can be tough right now, but we want to continue to be your fill-in-the-blank provider. What is the greatest value that we provide to you right now? Hmm. And what you want to do is incentivize them to tell you what is the value, what is the tangible ways that you help improve their lives, and what you're going to do with that. You want to give away some gift cards and incentivize them to respond, but then you want to use that tool, that information you get, because it's current and relevant, to go back into your community and say, hey, this is what our customers tell us is the best value that we provide, and we want to do the same thing for you and provide incentives, provide discounts. The bottom line is you want to be on the early side of this, of creating consumer behavior in your favor and not having to rip it apart from Walmart and Amazon just a few months from now, and likely it will happen. All right. And, um, you know, a lot of... um business owners have been in business for a very long time, it's really kind of hard to switch gears, no? I mean, like, wh- where can people get their in, their mentors or where where can they find support for this? And maybe they don't know what direction to move in. Maybe they don't have a way to reach out to their customer base. They haven't been collecting emails or, or you know, data. Um, you know, what, what can businesses do? to find somebody well, to help them. Right now, not just to, to cower back. You've you got to do something. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. There was a woman that I met with just last week, and she was in a similar situation, really a, a new business about a month into this, hasn't built up many customers, really no email list, no customer tracking and so forth. And what she began to do was simply on her social media talk about, she filmed a quick video about, hey, here's the services I provide. And what would be the greatest service I could provide for you and your family uh, going through uh, this inflationary period? And she invited people on her social media just to reply back to her, hey, this would be something you could do for us based on the business she had. So there are ways that even in a small setting, even asking your simple friends and family, letting them know, look, here's what I'm doing. Can you help me spread the word? Uh, Those are the people that know you like you, trust you, and they want you to be successful, and they want to make sure that you stay in business. We're speaking with Derek Kinney. He's the CEO of Good Money Framework and the host of the podcast, Good Money. I wanted to ask you about uh, the book you wrote, The Good Money Revolution, How to Make More Money to Do More Good. Uh, tell me, that's like a, a more of a mindset, like an approach, right, to making money? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good approach, and it's, it's actually it's interesting because... And not I only if you're a business book. owner, right? Not only if you're a business owner. This is for everybody. 
this is for everybody. Yeah, for, for business owners, entrepreneurs, they will get a lot of benefit out of this book. But for people who just want to make more money, a lot of people I talk to right now, there was a woman named Debbie I spoke to recently that she had joined a startup firm about a year and a half ago, but she was feeling overworked, underappreciated, and overlooked. And we talked about some ways to make more money. And her first thought was, I just want to leave my job and either go start my own company or my own business on the side or go somewhere else. And I said, well, before you do that, because she really liked working there, she just wanted to make more money. We, an- we asked three questions. How could she help the company make more money? How could she help the company save more money? And how could she help the business grow? And she was an administrative assistant. And so a lot of people feel like, well, in that role, I'm the lowest paid person. What can I do? What really happened was she had a good pulse of where the company was. She went to her boss and said, look, over the next three months, if I can implement my ideas, can we negotiate a raise and a bonus? And Mm. her boss loved it because we got to realize that every boss's favorite station besides this one is (laughs) W-I-I-F-M, which is what's in it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's so true. Um, If, if, uh, you know, if someone came over to me and said, listen, I have a great way for us to make more money and I'm going to save you money with doing this, I'd be like, all right, tell it to me. That person is worth, oh my gosh, it's that person becomes invaluable to your business when they are well, they do. critical thinkers yeah. and forward thinkers and problem solvers. That's right. That's right. And, and keep in mind, this doesn't apply to everybody. Let's say there's a teacher listing or a cop or a firefighter or a pilot, those crew fields even if they're the very best, it's based on seniority, based on mm-hmm. the union contracts, those kind of things. So those people have a choice to make. of either, look, do I want to stay doing what I'm doing or do I keep doing it and do a side hustle? And the way to do that, the easy way I talk about in the book is, I think this is helpful for all of your listeners, simply ask yourself one question. What is the number one problem that you find yourself solving for people on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. That may be with your family, with your friends at work, and whether they ask you always say, hey, can you help me plan this trip, or can you help mm-hmm. me organize this event, or can you design this website or help proofread this? That's your focus group, as I like to call it, telling you you're good at this, and we would pay you for this. Hey, because we know you and your friends, you don't charge us for it. That would be a way to, to make a couple extra hundred dollars a week or a mm. month starting right away. Absolutely. I love that. So you need to be uh, that's that's just paying attention, Derek. I mean, uh, just paying attention to what you're good at and and, uh, you know, to be that go to person for for certain people. Um, You also give a little secret. Lots of money won't make you happy. But, you know, a lot of people want more money. But you're saying that lots of money won't necessarily make you more happy. Yeah, this is interesting. So I delve in this in the book. It's chapter four in the book, and it talks about that more money does not equal more happiness. Now, we always think, and the American dream is sort of portrayed as, boy, if you make more money, then you're going to have more freedom and more options, which people think leads to more happiness. And uh, what happens is it doesn't. We actually found out that when you make above about $75,000 a year, which doesn't seem like a lot of money these days, that's just for gas, for goodness sake, for our family. Um, (laughs) It doesn't actually lead to lasting increases in their happiness. You know, they they can buy more stuff. But what we find is when people can make more money, but they tie it to meaning, they they tie their profits to a purchase, their cash to a cause, if there's something they, they care about, 
and they're using some of the money to give to causes or family members to make their lives better, then it derives lasting happiness. And one of the core points of the book is, you know, many people say money is bad. If people make a lot of money, well, you're bad. I want to say, go make as much money as you can so that you can then do more good in the world. And you go to bed feeling happy and successful, and you have lived a significant day by making people's lives better. We're speaking with Derek Kinney, uh, the author of Good Money Revolution, How to Make More Money and Do More Good. I have to ask you, um, one of the things that you'll discover in this book are the five money mindsets keeping you from cash. What do you mean by that? Yeah, Liz, this is interesting. So think back. Now, some of your listeners may say to themselves, you know, I never heard this, but a lot of your friends might have, and it will help you better communicate about money with them. Many people growing up might have had this scene play out, where they're at the kitchen table and they saw mom or dad or grandma and grandpa bang their fist on the table and say, if only we had more money, then, and then whatever they feel enough of that, then we can live in the house we want, then we can live the life we want. Or they might have said, and this is the worst possible thing, they might have said, you know, in life, there's the haves and the have-nots, and our family just happens to be with the have-nots. And the problem with that, Liz, is many people have grown up thinking that they're not good with money, they don't deserve money, and whatever they're making right now in terms of their salary is probably the most they'll ever make. I'll tell you a quick story Hmm. if you have the time. A woman called me uh, about a year ago, frantic voicemail message I got. She said, Derek, you've got to call me back. I bounced a check and I'm going to go to jail. I was like, what What? in the world? So I called her back quickly. And she tells me a story that when she was seven years old, she overheard her dad receive a call from a store manager where he had bought some clothes for her and her brothers that he had accidentally bounced a check. And the store manager said, I'm going to send you to jail. Mm. This woman was 55 years old now. And she thought, that if you bounce a check because she heard that when she was seven, yeah. you go to jail. Right. And what it led me to realize was in our conversations that we'd had for the past 20 years working together, she was always conservative, always risk averse. And she did that, as I learned, because she didn't want to make a mistake or she thought something bad was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is empower people today to say, look, whatever your past money beliefs have been, don't die until you're dead. I mean, there's so many stories of people that... <laughs> Don't die until you're dead. Much. I love that. Exactly. <laughs> there, there's so much yeah. financial success to be had, even as we get older. And I want to make sure... And by the way, I do want to get this book into as many people's hands as possible. We're giving away the first five chapters of the book, Liz, for oh. free. People can go to goodmoneychapters.com goodmoneychapters.com and download the first five chapters. We just want to get this into as many people's hands as possible to help improve their lives. Well, that's a really great thing. Goodmoneychapters.com for the first uh, five chapters free. That's fantastic. You can also uh, follow you on Instagram, Derek T. Kinney, K-I-N-N-E-Y. And uh, where else can we find you? Are you on uh, Twitter or anything like that? I know you have a podcast called Good Money. Yeah, yeah, the Good Money Podcast, wherever you listen to a to fun podcast, we talk about money and meaning. Uh, really, uh, the podcast is the best, and the goodmoneyframework.com, but Instagram is the big 
the big place. We post the daily videos on how people can make more money and really take control of their financial future. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you about something about debt as well. A lot of people have just an immense amount of debt, whether it be uh, school debt or credit card debt. Did you have any uh, advice for them? Uh, should they be, uh, you know, working another job just to crush that debt? Yeah, Liz, and, and this is where my heart goes out to so many people. You know, when we launched the book as an example, a medical debt is something that I'm very passionate about. Mm. I know it can be a political issue, but... Uh, you know, there's so many people that uh, of their not of their own doing, they might have a surgery or an issue come up for their kids, and it simply causes them financial pain. Mm-hmm. And whether it's, whether it's medical debt, school debt, credit card debt, listen, I'm not here to judge. I just want to give you a tool to work your way out of this. And what I would encourage people to do is they've been sold a bill of goods, meaning that they have believed that money is so complicated that the average person, somebody who is a hardworking person, unless they have some special skill, can't be successful. And here's what I would tell you. On a sheet of paper, on your phone, if you have an app you like to write things in, simply list out all of your debts right now. Mm -hmm. And you want to organize them by the highest interest rate that you're paying, not the highest balance, but the interest rate, because that's where you're actually losing money Mm -hmm. every single month. Now, keep in mind, here's what's at stake for you. As interest rates are going up by the Fed, if you don't pay off your balance, credit cards reserve their right, and most of them are doing this. They're raising their interest rates every single month. So what I would set a goal of is I want to say, if you want to pay off $1,000 over the next month, is you want to write down your number one debt, the biggest pain point you've got, You just put everything you can toward that to simplify it. I'm not worried about you setting 10 goals or 15 goals. Focus on the number one debt you've got. You'll be surprised by how much progress you make by simply focusing on one thing. And to supercharge that, write that down on a sticky note or a note card, tape it to your bathroom mirror, put it on your nightstand, keep it in your car with you so you see it every day so you know what you're clearly focused on. Derek Kinney, I think you helped a lot of people this morning. Uh, you're really a great communicator. Good Money Revolution, how to make more money to do more good. And uh, he has a Good Money podcast. Check him out. Thank you so much, Derek. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Liz and Nick. A pleasure to be with you both.